Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's mini-sode time again. It's my favourite time of the week. It's your favourite time of the week. It's Tom's favourite time of the week. It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. Up and about on a Thursday. The weekend is so close, you guys. You're nearly there, uh, everybody. Nearly at the weekend. And to give you the energy to spur you on. We got stories for you. We got some good good for you. By the way, I'm Liz Best. Uh, Tom Harris. Just in case you forgot. But, I mean, you know. You know why. We're all family. They know. They know. They they know and love. Um, So it's a stories episode. This is an episode where we read you... Stories that we've either found on the internet or that you've written into us. And Tom, would you like to kick us off? I'd love to kick us off. And this first story goes thusly. Mm-hmm. Having spent a good hour trying to recreate Taylor Swift's fearless era hair, <laughs> I was running late to meet someone for a second date. I dashed out of my student house and started to cross a side road. Distracted by my phone, I wasn't entirely paying attention when an Iceland delivery truck turned off without signalling, oh. hitting me just above the knee oh. and sending me flying. Oh, shit. I know. When a car hits you, your life really does flash before your eyes. And I remember having vague thoughts along the lines of, is this what dying feels like? (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, I got up, and aside from some minor to moderate pain in my leg, seemed mostly in working order, though slightly shaken up. Of course. Of course. Mr. Delivery Truck Man did his public service by checking I wasn't entirely dead, then drove (laughs) off once I had moved from the road. Why the hell did I get up and walk instead of, say, going to the nearest emergency department? Why? Or just go home and sit with an ice pack on my... like, all right, today's obviously (laughs) a bus, but it's go-home time. Message received. Or sit at home with an ice pack on my, by now, entirely bruised leg. I honestly have no idea. After hobbling my way to the cinema, I end up having to pay for both tickets as my date, despite being much, much posher than me, had apparently drained his entire bank account that week. Worried that my leg would seize up over the next two and a half hours, I had to keep surreptitiously doing some stretches I remembered from a Tracy Anderson exercise DVD to check it was all still working. It was all very romantic. That and the fact that we were watching a film about a horse dying on the battlefield of World War I. Jesus. Lesson learned. Boys may come and go, but the green cross code is forever. Oh, God. Hit on your way to a date. Oh, I would honestly have just called it you a would date. Have, I would yeah. have been like, clearly the universe needs me to be in bed today. That's right. I don't need much of an excuse to st- uh, sit on the couch and not do much. No. Getting hit by a truck would certainly... That's uh, at least a week of sitting at home and doing nothing. Certainly see that. Um, I've got a quite a long story that I found on the... Uh, I found it on Reddit on 
r slash pro revenge. Oh, story it's time, ladies and gentlemen. Possibly one of my favorite stories that I've read in a while. Let's have it. I worked as a front desk agent in a large luxury hotel chain for some years. I was working at the desk when a group of young, well-dressed men come walking in, and they've all clearly been drinking, but they aren't so drunk that they can't walk right and hold a conversation. One of them comes up to me and tells me that while he and his friends were at a bar, a woman was hitting on him, and even though he told her no multiple times, she would not stop. So he and his friends left, and it wasn't until they got in the Uber that he realized that he didn't have his room key anymore. Ah. He thinks that she took it and he's concerned that she may come up to his room. So he asks that I deactivate his keys and if she does come up to the hotel, not to let her in. Sure. Fair enough so far. When he was telling me all of this, something didn't sit right with me. He and his friends were all grinning about it and snickering amongst one another. He then gave a clear description of her without being asked, told me height, body shape, hair colour and style are the kind of dress she was wearing, all while saying it in a tone that just didn't feel right. Mm. Now, this could easily have been because he thought the whole thing was ridiculous or it was he was too drunk to take it seriously, but it just it didn't sit right with me. Either way... I did as I was trained in this situation. I pulled up his reservation. I deactivated the keys as requested. I made him a new set when he showed me his ID and even offered to move into a new room if that would make him feel more comfortable. He and all his buddies laughed a bit, declined, took the keys and went to their room. Now, about an hour or so later, the woman showed up. Now, by this point, my relief for the night had also shown up and I was sitting at the front desk while... uh, Sorry, he was at the front desk while I was in the office counting the cash drawer. I hadn't had a chance to tell him about this story. And just as I'm walking out to the back office with my bag about to leave, I see my co-worker buzz the doors open and this woman comes rushing in. She was barefoot, holding her heels in her hands, and she knew exactly where she was going. I rushed up to him and told him what the man before had told me about her. My co-worker looked at me confused, and he then pointed at the screen that had the reservation pulled up and told me that when the woman arrived, she went to use the room keys and they didn't work. Uh, So she asked for her room number and last name. She gave both, and her name is on the reservation. Mm -hmm. I looked at the reservation, and in the notes, there was a woman's name listed. The man before was listed as the primary, but her name was definitely there. I was really confused. I thought maybe this wasn't the same woman he was talking about but to be on the safe side I called the man in his room and told him the situation and that we allowed a woman fitting the description he gave to enter the building because she confirmed her name was on the room Mm. he laughed He said he forgot that her name was on the room and asked that I removed it. Mm. I was now super confused. I asked to make sure, sir, just to be clear, the woman that you met at the bar tonight was with you at check-in hours ago and was allowed keys then, but now she is not. He laughs to all his friends in his room. Oh, guys, I confused the poor girl. Gets back on the phone with me. Yeah, sweetheart, she's banned from the room. Don't worry about the other details. Just take her name off. With me so far? I'm I'm waiting for, (laughs) for more. We ended the call there and I was really suspicious of this. I told my co-worker that I was going to stick around. A short time later, the woman came back off the elevator, pouring tears, sobbing while on the phone with someone. She sat down in the lobby and my co-worker and I tried to look busy while eavesdropping on her phone call. <laughs> she was sobbing on the phone to her mum and sister and from what she told them, she was invited out to spend the week with her boyfriend meeting all of his old college buddies. This being their first night, they all met up for dinner and drinks and after a bit she went to the restroom and when she came back she caught her boyfriend hitting on another woman his friends all bet him that he wouldn't do it and when she confronted him pissed off he called uh he called her a bunch of names humiliated her in front of all his friends in the entire bar all of his friends then joined in on mocking her and he threw in her face that 
she was nothing without him and dumped her right then and there. He and his friends then took an Uber back and left her stranded at the bar with no money, no wallet and no way back. She then had to use her phone's GPS to walk back to the hotel from the bar barefoot. She was asking her mum and sister for help as he would not let her get in the room to get her luggage or her wallet. My heart broke. I felt terrible. I helped this guy treat this poor woman like shit and now he and all his friends were up there laughing at her while she's sitting in our lobby sobbing with nothing. I went over to the snacks area, grabbed her a bottled water, brought it to her and told her that I couldn't help but overhear the conversation and was very sorry and asked if she would like us to help. I informed her that if he was keeping her from getting her things, we could call the police and have them force him to hand over her things so she could leave. Or if she wanted to let her mum and sister pay for a room, we'd be happy to give her a very low rate in a room far from him. She thanked me, took the water, tried to calm down and told me uh, to talk to me about what her options were. Eventually, we decided on her staying in the hotel and figuring out the rest in the morning. As we make it to the desk, she asked me to run her credit card for another room. And I ask her what she means by another room. And she says that she's actually paying for the room that he is in. That his name is on the room because he booked it. But it's her card paying for everything. See. This intrigued me. I asked why she was paying for the room if it was in his name. She said that he's the one, or she's the one with the job, not him. He hasn't been able to find a job in his field since graduating and is essentially living off his parents' money. But just after they started dating, his parents cut him off, so she's been living on her money. Mm. I wanted to tell her that it was obvious that he was using her for her money and it would probably blame his friends for all of this and try and get back with her later. Yes. But I doubted that she would have listened to me. Mm. So instead, I offered up a sweet piece of... Of revenge. Here we go. I informed her that considering she's the one paying for the room, if she can confirm that that is her card on the file with some sort of photo ID and verify the last four digits of the card, then if she wanted to, yeah. she could kick him out of the room Absolutely. and keep it all to herself. But considering how poorly her night has been, if she were indeed able to prove that she's the one paying for the room, then I'd be more than happy to provide her the <laughs> biggest luxury upgrade that we offered for our property. Larger suite we had, full hotel amenity access. I'd even have have my co-worker fish out a bottle of champagne and some strawberries to have sent to her room. She was very taken aback and was sincerely tempted, but she looked like she was about to say no. But then I told her that since she would be upgrading her room, that would require moving her things from that room <laughs> yep. into her new one, which meant that the room she's currently listed in would need to be vacated yes, absolutely. immediately. And if anyone were to remain in the room after we demanded it be vacated, they're required to have them escorted off the property yeah, or head pay full for the room. She thought about it, pulled up her cards banking app and showed me the screen. It had a photo of her, her full name, the card's full number and the hold from our hotel room. Good enough for me, I you thought. Beauty. Yep. <laughs> I upgraded her. We moved everything over into the system and before I could say a word to my co-worker, he was already grabbing the master keys, a bell cut and was asking her what her luggage looked, up, looked like. Sorry, a little bit to go. My co-worker runs to the elevators to fetch her things and while I make a new set of keys and send her off to a new room and she's on the elevator and my phone starts ringing. It's the ex-boyfriend and he's furious <laughs> about why my co-worker has entered the room and is taking her things. Mm. I calmly exclaim that I cannot give out the private information of oh, any yeah, of our right. guests and that if he would like to remain in his room, he would need to pay for it as there is no longer a method of payment on this room. He blew up. He's making a ton of demands and yelling 
yelling at my coworker to stop what he's doing, but it's obvious from the way that he's yelling at him that my coworker isn't yeah. listening at Good. all. Yep. And I can even hear his friends telling him to chill the fuck out and just pay for the room. <laughs> I tell him I'll give him courtesy 10 minutes to make his decision. At what point, if he doesn't have payment ready, then he must vacate the building or we will be forced to call the authorities. He continues to yell. He screams. He thwe- swears. He threatens for a solid minute before taking a break. I now tell him he has nine minutes remaining <laughs> and ask if he's come to a decision yet. He hangs up on me. Nine minutes later, I call. He doesn't answer. I call again. No answer. I call a third time. He picks up and then hangs up on me. So I call the police. Mm. The officers arrive. I tell them what's going on and we go up to the room together. The man and his friends are white as ghosts when they see the cops. The cops explain to the ex-boyfriend and his friends that they're being evicted. Ex-boyfriend starts trying to talk to me, but the cops stop him and say only to talk to them. (laughs) His friends all offering to pay for the room and scrambling at this point. The cops look at me and ask if that would be acceptable. I smile very sweetly and I say no. (laughs) And the cops nod and start rushing all of the guys to grab their things and leave. Ex-boyfriend is the last one out the door carrying his two bags and complaining that he hasn't even been given a luggage cart. He has to carry his own things. (laughs) His friends all look pissed off at him. I go with the officers to escort all of them out of the building and run into my co-worker in the lobby. He waits until they're in the parking lot to tell me that the woman is in her new room, loves it, said no to the champagne, she just wanted to sleep. I didn't get to see her before she left town the next day, but the ex-boyfriend did try calling our hotel to complain a number of times and even tried leaving some bad reviews online and lied through it. I really hope she doesn't have to deal with him again. Yes. A... Saga. Men. But it made me so happy. Yes, a saga. We don't have to give advice because this is a story time. But uh, what garbage men, what toxic behaviour, bad... uh, Worst humans. But, 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 the redemption, uh, the the status, the revenge, uh, that's very sort sexy stuff, isn't it? Be nice to people on front desks because they can do amazing things for you if you're kind. These people sit there and person after person approaches them and without fail they're positive, happy, helpful. There are not enough of these people in the world. Exactly. Good Lord. Treat them like shit and they'll have you escorted off the fucking property. Indeed. And uh, I'm not a huge fan of the police at the best of times, but I I, I would have liked them in that role. In, in that, that, in that situation. Dis- <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Do you want to tell us one more to finish off with? Yes, please. Now, this isn't my story, but uh, I, I was just about to begin <laughs> as if it was my I, story. Yes. <laughs> I'd, I had been on two dates with this guy that I'd met on Tinder. When we first started speaking, I initially thought I had hit the jackpot. He had immaculate grammar, was really good looking and seemed totally normal so I thought, in brackets. Mm-hmm. In a pool of not-so-normal Tinder men. We got on really well during our first date, and I didn't even mind when he insisted that we take it in turns to buy drinks. But then when it was time to leave, I ordered an Uber to take me home, and he got in, asking if he could share the taxi, even though we live nowhere near each other. When we pulled up to his flat, he jumped out without offering to pay for his fare. At first I wasn't that put off, until the same thing happened on date number two. No. I mean, I'm all for going Dutch, but when I'm having to pay for your cab home... Boy, bye. In the bin. Exactly. Garbage, garbage, garbage. So she recognised this reader early on, said, ah, no, fool me once, shame on on me, but not twice, and goodbye. it's fine if you have to pay for something the first date, but if you have a second date and the other person doesn't go, I'll get it this time, no, I'm out. 
I'm out. Goodbye, baby. It's Splitsville for you. Yeah. You won't split the bill? We're splitting up. That's Goodbye. Right. 100%. All right. If you would like to write in a story for us to use, you can contact us at ghostsofboyfriendspast at gmail.com, any of the social medias, or on our Ghosts of Boyfriends Past group therapy Facebook group. And apart from racing to rate and review us on all of your favorite uh, platforms, uh, go and check out uh, other plat- uh, other podcasts on the That's Not Canon uh, production website. Yep. More but- than 100 of them now for you to check out, for you to have a look at, for you to yes. enjoy getting into your ear holes. As long Just as you, do it. <laughs> I don't mind you wandering off uh, and have and having a lingering eye to other We're, podcasts. But this, as long as you're having as, an open relationship right. with us, as long as you come home to us at the end as of the long, night, as long fine. as. <laughs> We're a cool podcast. <laughs> we're, the cool, we're, the cool, we're the cool podcast. We don't mind if you flirt with others. And on that note... But please come back. Please come back. We love you. Goodbye. Are you sick of humans? Do you want to learn cocktail facts to horrify your coworkers at your next fancy Christmas party? Or do you simply want to horrify the next person that rants about what lifestyle is or is not quote-unquote natural? then you should listen to Phonication, one of the most ethically questionable podcasts out there, dedicated to unnecessary education and airing out Mother Nature's dirty laundry. Tune in for exciting phrases such as love darts, elastic navel cavities, echolocation jamming reproductive organs, and inconveniently located teeth. If any of those phrases horrified you, that's okay. You're completely normal, and I welcome you and your affliction anyways. So stop by and learn about all the Google searches I did so you don't have to. Phonication is available on all platforms and for as long as I fly under the FBI's radar. New episodes every other hump day, because of course I chose Wednesday. Uh, That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There are known knowns known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off-limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.